pour out our praise to you only, Lord, because you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And in your presence, Lord, we are blessed, we are renewed, we are transformed, we are touched, and we are filled with your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, Lord. We love you, Lord. And we worship you, Lord. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath. We worship you, we Father. In our lives. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath. Your Holy Spirit. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. In our hearts. Your breath. You are wonderful, Lord. And we give you glory. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, that your peace will continue coming upon our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Today we are going to reflect about a topic that is probably not too popular, right? And the topic is stubbornness. And basically what we are going to do is to study how stubbornness creates so much problems around us. And uh, I would like to start by reading a passage of the scripture that I think it is so inspiring. Psalm 43.3, it says, Lord, please send your light and your truth to guide me, to lead me to your holy mountain, to your home. How important it is for us to receive the light that comes from heaven to give us the understanding about things. And as we read this scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we say, Lord, send this light, your truth, to guide me. Let me read to you the definition of stubbornness according with the dictionary. It says, unreasonably unwilling to change. Isn't it a powerful statement? Unreasonably unwilling to change. And uh, pr probably you think about uh, examples of stubbornness, and uh, let me share with you a, a few of them. Uh, probably if you have read the Bible in the, in the Old Testament, you have read passages and passages about the people of Israel. Do you remember reading something like that? And you are like, and they did it again? <laughs> and again? And again? You know, it is interesting. Moses talks about it in the book of Exodus, in Deuteronomy. He says about how stubborn the Israelites were. And also in the book of Judges, talks about that. Prophets like Samuel, for instance, Nehemiah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Hosea, and Zechariah, they constantly refer the word stubborn to some of those particular moments of the people of Israel. 
And uh, David mentioned it as well, and Solomon says that at the same time. There are passages in the book of Acts talking about how, how stubborn people were in those days. And the same thing, Paul says that in his letter to the Romans and later in the letter to the Hebrews, again talking about stubborn. How stubborn, stubborn, stubborn people were. You know what is interesting? The Lord Jesus also used that word. And he, he, he did it in Mark chapter 3, verse 5, and also in Mark 16, 14, referring to the lack of ability to believe in his word. That is linked to a stubbornness. So that is one example, and you, you have read part of that, right? And you are thinking right now, yes, I remember reading in the Old Testament how stubborn the people of Israel was. And uh, another example is people that you have heard of, right? You have heard of somebody that was so stubborn that did this and that. And maybe you know somebody that is stubborn, right? Stories that we have heard about someone doing something again and again and again. And the same results, right? One example that I use all the time is like, saying, I'm, I, I want to walk through this wall. It's a concrete wall, but I want to walk through that wall, and I hit my head, my face on that wall, <laughs> bound, and there is blood, right? But I, but I think, I can do it, and I go again, boom, against the wall. That is the example that I use when we are so stubborn. Did you hear what I said? When we are so stubborn. Because yes, it's true, there are examples in the Bible, and it's true, we heard about somebody, and it's true, we know somebody, but what about ourselves? I know I have trouble with that sometimes, you know. But it's interesting when we think about it, and uh, would you like to know how is that stubbornness starts in the heart of people? It is so interesting because it starts in the heart of a child when he or she does not give recognition to whoever, whomever gave him the tools or training to accomplish that task. It starts there. Because the little kid, the little girl is doing something and is accomplishing that, playing Legos or coloring or pouring water into a glass, whatever the task is. And that little child does not give recognition to the person who taught him how to do it. It, it is a, a weird feeling. And they start to believe a lie. You know what is what they start to believe? This is what they think. Little kids, right? This is what they are thinking. I am the one who has the power to solve the problem. I am the one who has the power to solve the problem. So people, that's what the kids are saying. People, watch me and admire me because I am that good. That is the root of stubbornness because creates this 
sense of not wanting to rely on anyone else, a feeling of being self-sufficient. So how can we prevent stubbornness then? Well, by acknowledging those who helped us to accomplish each task and thank them. How difficult is that? Well, it is difficult for a lot of people. But if we want to prevent stubbornness, one of the good things that we need to start doing is thinking, well, who helped me to do this? I would like us to think about it. In the last week, several things we could accomplish, right? You accomplished certain things, and you felt good about it, right? Of course, we feel good about accomplishing things. Well, in order to prevent the stubbornness, the first thing that we need to do is to start saying thank you to those who are helping us to, uh, to accomplish that task. How difficult is that? It's not difficult. But when we don't think about it, we don't do it. We just start to believe, I did it myself. People watch me, admire me. You see, you see the problem? So the medicine, how to prevent it is think about what you are doing. Let's think about what we are doing and start thanking people for their help. You know what this will, will do in ourselves? Will force us to keep our eyes and our ears open to learn and change. Yes, absolutely. Because when we are willing to change by listening carefully to those who are near us, those who are godly people and love us, that will create the ability to change our views about situations. Listening. We thank them for what they did, their, their help in accomplishing the task, right? Thank you for your help. I appreciate what you did for me. Thank you. And now, after we thank them, we start to pay attention to what they are saying. What, what, what is what did you say about that thing? Oh, that creates a feeling totally different of stubbornness because the stubbornness is feeling I can do it myself. I don't need anybody's help, right? I don't need anybody. I can do it on my own, right? While when we are thanking people for what they are doing for us and we pay attention to what they are saying, that will teach us things that we haven't thought before. You see that? That is key. And of course, the most important thing to prevent the stubbornness in our heart comes by doing three things. Showing three things to our Lord. The first important thing is to show respect to the Lord. You know, friends, we Christians, we know about the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. We know about that. We know that he gave his life on Calvary for us. And he, he put his body there and his body was destroyed. We, we know that. But we forget 
the details of that sacrifice. Because if you think about the wounds of the Lord and the pain that he suffered, you say, wow, that was a lot. That was really a lot. And through his death, I got my salvation? Wow, Lord, you, you are really awesome. You did awesome things for me. And you know what is going to do that in your heart? It's going to, have to make you have more respect for the Lord. When you constantly think about his sacrifice, the price that he paid, and you respect the Lord, you say, Lord, wow, it's not about me. I didn't do it. Because you know, we know, salvation is a gift, right? It's available for everyone, but sometimes we just take it for granted. Oh, yeah. Thank you for my forgiveness, Lord. It's like saying, thank you for this cookie, Lord. There is no appreciation there. But when, when we think truly what the Lord did, how his body was destroyed, and that gigantic sacrifice, we are going to be more appreciative of his giving to us. And then it's going to, to bring so much respect for him. Our prayers are going to be more respectful. I believe in quick prayers. Sometimes I say quick prayers, <laughs> you know. Oh, please, Lord, help me to do this. Or oh, thank you, Lord, for this meal. Or, you know, I, I say quick prayers sometimes. But the question is, it's a quick prayer disrespectful? Or is respectful as long as in your heart you have that appreciation for the Lord? When you have that appreciation for the Lord and you respect the Lord, you are in the right path. We are in the right path. Because after we show that respect to the Lord, then we can present ourselves in total reverence to Him. And I invite each one of you, my friends, when you have the opportunity to be on your knees and just be, in your, be on your knees next to your bed or in your living room and just, just be reverent to the Lord. And just go this way, put your hands together, close your eyes, lift up your hands. And show reverence to him. Because when we are doing that, you know what is happening? We are acknowledging that he is the source of everything we have. Whether it's intelligence to fix those problems, or money to pay those things, or strength to do those other tasks, or the ability to resolve this kind, any kind of problems, we just acknowledge it is coming from him. So respect brings us to have reverence to him. And uh, as a result of that, we are going to be dependent 
It's a total dependency of the Lord. Don't you love that idea? That you depend entirely on the Lord. Because He is the source of everything for you. Your own life. In, instead of hearing those uh, <laughs> or reading those passages of the scriptures talking about how stubborn are you, Israel, or how stubborn you are that you don't want to believe, how stubborn and the consequences of our stubbornness, instead of that, we show respect to the Lord. We show reverence to the Lord. We are going to be depending Relying entirely on the Lord. Whether it's a simple trip from your home to the store, and you are in your vehicle, and you know how to drive, and you have your insurance, and you have your driver's license, and you know how to operate that vehicle in such a simple task, but you respect the Lord, you are so reverent to the Lord in what you are doing, and you depend on Him that you will go in that trip just trusting in Him. In a simple thing. Fixing some eggs for yourself, for your breakfast or your dinner one night, preparing for yourself a sandwich. To the rest of the things that we can do all the time, those difficult tasks that we could have, Challenges that are going to come to our lap. Whether it's in, in our studying or working or just doing life. When we face those gigantic difficulties, we are going to proceed the same way. I respect the Lord. I'm so reverent to Him I depend on Him. I have full dependency on the Lord. I'm okay. Because He is the source of my strength. He is the source of my salvation. He is the source of my faith. He is the source of everything I have. Everything I possess. Everything I am. Comes from Him. Our health, our ability to think and process, our ability to walk, to speak, to listen, to hear, to chew, to digest. Everything. And we just depend on the Lord totally. It's exactly what the Lord says in His Word. Speaking by Moses in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 10, verses 12 to 21. This is something that he said, Moses said to the Israelites. And I would like you to hear what, what he said. He said, now, Israelites, listen. What does the Lord your God really want from you? The Lord your God wants you to respect him and do what he says. He wants you to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So obey the laws 
and commands of the Lord that I am giving you today. These laws and commands are for your own good. Everything belongs to the Lord, your God. Let me say that again. Everything belongs to the Lord, your God. The heavens, even the highest heavens, belong to Him. The earth and everything on it, the earth and everything on it belong to Him. The Lord loved your ancestors very much. He loved them so much that He chose you. Their descendants to be his people. He chose you instead of any other nation. And you are still his chosen people today. Stop being stubborn. Give your hearts to God. The Lord is your God. He is the God of gods and the Lord of lords. He is the great God. He is the amazing and powerful fighter. To Him, everyone is the same. He does not accept money to change His mind. He defends widows and orphans. He loves even the strangers living among us. He gives them food and clothes. So you must also love them. Because you yourselves were strangers in the land of Egypt. You must respect the Lord your God and worship only Him. Never leave Him. When you make promises, you must use His name only. He is the one you should praise. He is your God. He has done great and amazing things for you. You have seen them with your own eyes. Thinking of Odessa and Midland, the Permian Basin here, how many people are really natives of this area? Well, people say, well, a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. But if you investigate and research about your ancestors, you will find out that they were not born here. Maybe two, three, four generations ago, somebody came from somewhere else. <laughs> and the Lord has blessed them and blessed us with this land. We have our homes in this place. We have our church in this wonderful place. And we are blessed here. But the Lord says, don't forget the strangers. Because you were foreigners once in Egypt. He says to the Israelites. He is calling, calling us, my friends, for a change of heart. That we put our eyes on him and, and say, Lord, I just want to love you more. I want to depend on you, not on myself. Because it's not my strength that will take me where I need to go. It's not my intelligence. It's not my plans. Because anything and everything can change anytime. But the Lord. He is the same. And He will be the same. 
as we continue worshiping him and relying on him alone, friends, it doesn't matter how difficult the situation could be. We are going to be fine. Salvation is the same. Our salvation is not based on our behavior. Our salvation is not based on how good we do in life. And if you are watching right now this video, I want you to know, my friend, that the salvation that comes from heaven is available for you today. It's available because it doesn't matter how good you behave or how bad you behave, it doesn't matter. Our salvation is based on the sacrifice from our Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary. And he gave his life for our salvation. That's why we rejoice singing songs to him. And we rejoice when we pray and we say, I pray in the name of Jesus. Have a blessed day in the name of Jesus. The miracle of our hearts being changed, it's a miracle that happens because the Holy Spirit touches us and He changed, changes our hearts. And He can do that. It's His pleasure to bless us. And all that we will, we will do is just simply rely on Him and say, Lord, I'm here. And we can say with total confidence, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more spiritual. Amen. And we sing all together, Lord, change our hearts. Change our hearts. Oh God, in Jesus' name.
change our hearts before God. Amen. Amen.